Hey, I'm Lauren. I'm Steph. And this is Design Beat. Hello! Lauren here with another episode of Design Beat, where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum. We hope you come away uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. Today we're talking with the very cool Natalie Cooper Chilton. Natalie is a graphic designer by day and an amazing illustrator and freelancer by night. I have to preface this interview by saying Natalie is extremely humble. She definitely downplays her artistic ability, and if you click over to her website or Instagram, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. She's amazing. In this interview, we talk about the process of getting her adorable children's book published, what her day-to-day looks like as a full-time graphic designer, and my favorite part of this interview was when Natalie shares with us a game she and her friend Julie play to just let loose and keep those creative juices flowing. I was practically begging Natalie to let me hang out with her by the end of this interview. She's just so cool. You guys are going to love her. Natalie! Hi! So great to talk to you and meet you virtually. (laughs) Yes, I'm super excited. Okay, so we like to start out with some rapid fire questions. Okay. Are you ready for this? Lay them on me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Favorite work snack? Okay. Have you guys had, like, have you had a nerd's rope? Uh, yeah. yes. Have you had the nerd's gummy clusters? Yes. 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 I heard they're so good. Oh they're my gosh, so I'm obsessed good. with them. Yeah. Definitely those. It's, um, nerd's ropes are so good, but they're hard to eat. Like, yes. nerds are just flying everywhere. Yeah. So the, cluster- so the little gummies that you can just pop in your mouth, the little guys, and they're so good. Making so good. Going to the store today, getting nerds gummies. Put it on your shopping yes. list. Yeah. Shopping list. They're always sold out too because they're yeah. like. You got to go to. Okay, this is going to sound ridiculous. Good. At least Maverick here in Utah, they get their shipments in on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to go soon, like a Monday morning, Sunday day, and get your gummy clusters. Did you ask someone there, like, when yeah. can I get my gummy yes. clusters? Because they were, they were always sold out, <laughs> and I finally found them. That's so dedicated. I love it. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Okay, favorite hobby? Um, I really love the outdoors, so hiking, climbing, trail running, stuff like that. Yes. Where's your favorite place to hike? Um, well, I just moved to Ogden, Utah, so Ooh. we just go up. Um, Ogden Canyon a lot and Snow Basin area so fun I love hiking we have a one-year-old almost Mm two-year-old and she's in such a hard age we're like how are we gonna take her hiking this year (laughs) she's gonna like jump off the mountain (laughs) you gotta get one of those leashes those kids leashes she (laughs) is She's our first child that I've actually been like, I think we need a leash. <laughs> I mean, I was a leash kid, so. Were you? I know. Yeah, I, I was crazy, so. Yeah, I'm on a leash. Oh, and look how you turned out. Okay, that gives, that gives me hope. 
Okay. What's your favorite art or design quote? I I have a terrible memory, so this is like a hard thing for me. And the only quote that's like coming to my head right now, which is not maybe design related, um, mm-hmm. is follow the call of the disco ball. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think that's definitely design, but I feel like go with your gut, design what you want. Yeah, we can we can make that. That's amazing. <laughs> that it. is perfect. <laughs> um. What is your favorite show? Like a TV show? Yeah. Do you watch TV? Uh, yes, we watch a lot of TV. Um, I love like cooking shows and stuff like that. Mm. Um, salt, fat, acid, heat. I don't know if you've seen mm. that, but it's amazing. I think um, I've seen one episode. Yeah, it's really good. But I love Last Man on Earth and New Girl. I don't know. I like things that I could just have playing in the background, especially like when I'm working. Yeah. I I can follow along and just laugh. So yeah, yeah. you don't have to like concentrate too much. Yeah. Easy going. Yeah. I love that. What's your favorite creative tool? Like in a design software or just like any creative tool? Generally. Yeah. Um, I would say micron pens. I'm a big fan. Mm, I love those. You have a specific like size. Point zero three or zero five. Three. I felt my microns right here. I know. I was just like for mine. I like a real thin marker pen. Yeah. To give like a fine line when I'm like drawing and stuff like that. Do you usually draw like on paper physically? Um. Yeah. I do. I, yeah I do like <laughs> to physically draw um yeah that's usually what I do I don't have an iPad um and so I like just drawing it on paper I'm also just like I like take pride that I draw all my digital stuff with my trackpad like I oh, don't wow. use an iPad I don't use a mouse really I, I'm really good with my trackpad so I create everything that's amazing <laughs> with my I mean, that is so hard that's such so. a good flex like <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you like use like the pen tool in illustrator or how do you do um, that? yeah the brush. The brush tool mm-hmm. yeah you I use the brush, brush tool mm-hmm. holy cow Have yeah if seen... i want like strict like hard lines then i'll use the pen tool but yeah. mostly the brush tool if i'm drawing i am There's so impressed okay so natalie do you want to just take a minute Give us your background story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to Utah Valley University and graduated with my bachelor's of fine arts. And then I did a minor in art history. And then it was my last year of school. I had a professor that I absolutely loved, Steve Astonit. Um, He... Um, told me that his friend was hiring someone at an agency in Salt Lake. And so he thought that I would be a good fit. And so I set up an interview, thankfully got the job and started working there. I guess that was like eight years ago now. And (laughs) there was only one other designer slash my creative director there. And she quit like a week into me getting there. Not because of me or anything, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But it was like, 
baptism by fire because I was the only designer there and I just had to take on everything and I remember like it was like my first week googling like what's the size of a billboard like (laughs) which it like it totally varies now that I know yeah but it's just like I was totally thrown in and it was honestly like the best thing for me because school can only teach you so much yeah and so yeah I just had to be thrown in and create everything on my own used google a lot (laughs) um and then um yeah I worked there for a few years and I've kind of bounced around to different agencies and then I moved to St. Louis about five years ago with my husband. He was doing school out there and worked for a com- couple companies out there, but the last one I was at, I'm actually currently still at. So I just work remotely for them and they are a marketing agency. And so that kind of fills my time right now. So I'd love to be doing more freelance, but my load is heavy. And so it's a lot to do right now. And so I haven't been able to do as much freelance. What kind of freelance do you want to be doing? I love branding projects or just doing, even if it's not freelance, just doing more of my own art and selling it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have an Etsy shop, right? (laughs) Correct. Yeah. So Um, prints. Mm-hmm. prints and a children's book that I did yeah some days I like I'm like determined to do some freelance or do my personal work but I work we're on St. Louis time so I work from 7 a.m to like four oh. if it's a good day but a lot of times I work till like six at night or so and oh, so wow. I'm just like on the computer all day and I'm just like Meh. those are long hours <laughs> yeah especially if you're like (laughs) being creative all that time yeah so that's exhausting yeah it's crazy so we do a lot of event-based clients Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of like quick turnarounds producing tons of marketing material billboards social content just kind of like anything to sell tickets and so Mm. Yeah, last year was kind of like a crazy year because 2020, no one was going to events. So a lot of our clients, we had to kind of like rethink how we're doing things and change things to virtual, which was hard. And like, like at the beginning, it was like there was like some momentum behind it. But then by the end of 2020, like no one cared about virtual events, I feel like. Yeah. And so that was I got kind of exhausted through zoom like yeah i don't want to go on another zoom call unless it's a podcast interview (laughs) (laughs) when i'm actually talking to people but like parties quote quote unquote parties over zoom Mm -hmm. it's like it's not the same it's not (laughs) yeah i do a lot of barbecue festivals and a virtual barbecue festival like (laughs) no one wants that they want the food and so Yeah. yeah That kind of made things difficult, but that's kind of like what my, (laughs) my background is. Cool. Tell us about your children's book. My kids, I know my kids are obsessed with the book. So one of my friends is Kelsey Catcher. So she showed me the book. Oh yeah. And then a couple years ago, I actually like saw you at, do you remember I texted you and I was like, I think it's over at Carson yes I was just like who is this I literally went over to a market bought your book 
And then I was like, oh, I just bought your book. (laughs) My kids are obsessed with it. They just, they like know it by heart. Like they'll like go through and they'll say exactly what the words are and make all the sounds. It's adorable. Thank you for making it because it's one of my kids' (laughs) favorites. Yay. I love to hear that. But yeah, I want to hear about it. Like what was your process? Yeah, so... I first was going to school at Salt Lake Community College and one of the projects was to create like a zine and so I had and she'd said to pick like your favorite word and I don't necessarily think onomatopoeia is my favorite word but I just think it's a way fun word to say. It's a very cool word. (laughs) Which and I don't know if everyone knows this but onomatopoeia is just like words that make sound and Mm -hmm. so I created like a, t- a small zine, just like a paper zine with A to, I don't even think I went through the whole alphabet, like A to M or something mm-hmm. of onomatopoeias. And then I kind of like forgot about it. And then when I was at UVU with my, one of my favorite professors, Steve Stonnet, he, for our final project, he just basically was like, you guys can do whatever you want. Like just as long as it's creative and something that you love to do. And so, yeah, I decided to make this little zine an actual book. And so I just drew the alphabet of A through Z and just words that make sound like a chew. You probably memorize them more than I do. please recite them to us. (laughs) Bring one of your kids in here. (laughs) Yes. And so then presented it just because I just got one printed um, for my final project and my professor was like this is amazing like you should totally make this into a book yeah I "I can't afford to do this and get myself published and everything and so I ended up doing a kickstarter and I ended up making like more than double like what I was asking which was like so overwhelming and so how did you like market the kickstarter I just shared it on social okay because that was like seven years ago so I feel like I knew nothing about social ads or anything like that but it was just like word of mouth and my friends and family sharing it and so yeah it just like kind of blew up and then got it printed and it was slow boated here from China (laughs) and and I got like I'm trying to even remember the exact quantity. I know that I've sold like over five thousand books, which is crazy. Oh, it was a good product. Like, yes, it, it was real. pretty cool. So, yeah, that was. So, where like tell us about the process of getting a book published. You well, self-published, did... right? Yeah, I self-published. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I did it the exact way, but you can just kind of declare that you're self-published and then um <laughs> you I mean you get it printed and everything and you do all of those steps on your own okay and, like I did reach out to a publisher and just had them review it make sure that everything was good to go it's just like an alphabet book so it's not like it was anything crazy to get published I wasn't writing tons of words or anything yeah um so did you just so, yeah. find a printer that would print yeah, it for found, you and then yeah found a printer because I really wanted it to be a small book that kids could hold mm-hmm. and chunky like I wanted like a good board book mm-hmm. um, so that it would it would last a little bit longer because I feel like kids books can get just trashed so yeah 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 I found a <laughs> found a printer in China actually cool 
really so cool. then do you just sell it on your own website where can we find it yeah I sell it on my Etsy and then I also sell it at some art markets here, here locally so okay which market Jenny B market okay so I know that they have I don't know if it's like four or five markets a year but then they also just have like a a small market that is there year round at down east in Mill Creek. And so they thankfully let me stay there and I sell them there. Cool. Like so yeah. That is so amazing. I publishing or at least illustrating a children's book is on my list of things I really want to do. You should totally do it. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm coming from one that's doing an alphabet book, so I definitely took the easiest route. It but sounds do, amazing, though. Yeah. So I would ideally love to create more alphabet books. I really want to do a bug one and just like different bugs. Oh, cute. So, yeah. <laughs> so Please. we'll see. My kids would love that. <laughs> yes. I love bugs so much. And so, yeah. My boys love bugs. And then your style of um, illustration is so fun and interesting. It is. Like it's different than a lot of traditional illustrators, especially for children's books. And it's so cool. Oh, thank you. They love it. I appreciate that. Like there's this one. Okay, so in the book, you have the Freddie Mercury. It's doing the Achu, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, And he has all of his teeth, right? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, Mom, look at all the teeth. (laughs) <laughs> oh cute I'm just like seeing that it's so cool to just I don't know I just love yourself that's all that's I do all too okay <laughs> speaking you. of your illustration style the drawn together challenge is oh, where, yes. yeah I kind of I think I had followed you before that but that's where I kind of but was yeah like, that's where I think we connected yeah yeah so how did that get started I remember every week you guys would post everyone's illustrations and yours would stand out to me every time and I would I would see it and I'd be like I bet that's Natalie's and I'd click on it thank you it's so good (laughs) so tell us about the drawn together challenge I loved doing that with you yes so at the beginning of quarantine one of my really good friends her name is Julie she's an amazing illustrator I met her when I was working at Stampin' Up We were both illustrators together and I only worked there for four months before I had to move to St. Louis. And so Mm -hmm. I only briefly knew her, but we ended up becoming really good friends. And so we, at the beginning of quarantine, we're like, we should do some little art project to help us like stay motivated and kind of, it was just going to be like our own personal thing. And Mm -hmm. so we came up with a color palette and a theme and I think our first theme that we did together was fruit or food and we just both had to use that color palette and create our own little illustration it could be like whatever we want however we interpret as the word food and then we just shared them at the end of the week and just like compared and just to see like how different our designs were it was so awesome even though we were using like the exact same color palette Mm -hmm. and I was like we should get more people involved this is awesome especially because quarantine no one is together there should be some way we can create together and so yeah we decided we came up with the drawn together challenge and we did the little Instagram 
And each week we would post a color palette and a theme or a word and people could interpret it however they wanted. And then they, yeah, submitted them. And then the next week I would post them. We would average about like 20 to 25 different people submitting stuff. And you could see just how different everyone's style was. And you weren't like influenced by anyone else's. Because I feel like a lot of the challenges now, like you see um, people submit their art or whatever and they put them up and then I think people are influenced by what they see yeah and then create something that and then they all kind of look similar where this was like no one saw each other's no Mm -hmm. one was posting about it on their own page before I posted it and then it was just so cool and we had all these we had people from like Germany um Mexico there was just like people everywhere like doing these challenges and it was just it was awesome so. It was so fun. I yeah. loved just feeling like I was a part of something. Yeah. In March of 2020, <laughs> where I felt so isolated. And it was also when I was starting to get into illustration. And so it was mm-hmm. a great opportunity for me to practice and just have fun. And yeah. it was so fun to see everyone's different interpretations of the prompts. Yeah. I loved it. It was super fun. Unfortunately, just like with work, once work started picking back up for both yeah. of us, it was just a lot to, to do. But hopefully someday soon we can start it up again. Yeah, it was really fun. That's such a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked out Skillshare yet, you need to. You can learn about pretty much any creative field from the best of the best. And one thing I love about Skillshare is that you don't have to pay per class. You just get a membership and you have access to all of their classes. And it's self-paced so you can start as many classes as you want. You don't have to finish anything. You can jump around. If you want to brush up on any of your skills or learn something new, Skillshare is a really great place to do that. You can get 40% off an annual membership at the link in our show notes. So have you always been creative? Would you consider yourself a creative child? When did you start getting into illustration or design? Yeah, I felt like I was super lucky to have parents that were very creative as well. Um, My dad is a really good painter and artist. And then my mom does these amazing modern quilts. And so our our house is always like super colorful and bright. And my mom is so good with color and everything. Like she's amazing. I would never know to like match things together, but she does an awesome job. And so I feel like they created a really good creative space for me growing up. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely like one of those kids that (laughs) would go through so much paper because I was just drawing all the time. For my birthdays, I would always ask for art stuff. So yeah, I feel like I've always been artsy and then as I was growing up honestly I didn't really know a lot about design and so design was like not even on my mind and I actually went to school to be a dental hygienist so oh wow yeah and quickly realized that chemistry and the fact that people don't brush their teeth I was just like (laughs) yep nope I can't do this And so I ended up taking like a career and major exploration class and it kind of led me to like design and graphic arts. And I was like, okay. So I took one of the classes, they sign you up for a class and I just loved it. And I seriously remember telling my parents, which is funny because they're both really creative, but 
that I was going to go into this. And I think just the older mindset is like, you're never going to make money. Like, yeah, especially going from dental hygiene to like (laughs) going to be an artist. Even my mom now has apologized for that. She's like, I'm so sorry that like I ever said you're not going to make money doing art. (laughs) She's like, okay, never mind. (laughs) I think it always comes from a place of love. Like we just want to make sure you know. Yeah. Like this is it's hard to make money this way yeah here to be a hygienist (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly so did you have a moment where it clicked for you where you knew this is what you wanted to be doing yeah I mean in my first class it was just a basic design class and I remember doing branding projects and I was so excited about it now looking back at what I created I was like well that's terrible but I'm glad that I was like so excited about it yeah Um, but yeah I think it just taking those classes made me realize this is exactly what I want to do and just being able to be paid to be creative and to draw like I don't think there could be a better job than that So what challenges did you face when you were starting out? I think, I mean, honestly, that first job when I was just kind of like thrown into working there and not having anyone to help me, that was like a big challenge for me. Um, But at the same time, looking back, it's like the best thing that has happened for my career because I just had to learn so fast and be self-sufficient and just get stuff done like yeah that's I don't know definitely the best way to learn yeah just figure it out yeah I have a question so you said that you had a BFA in fine arts right Mm -hmm. so was that focus like did you take design classes you kind of knew what graphic design was or did you do fine art and then decided oh design my emphasis was definitely in design but okay I just like didn't want to go because I'd already spent so much time doing dental hygiene Mm -hmm. that I didn't want to spend more time doing the design school and so I just did the BFA in fine arts just because it was easier and then took mostly design classes cool I have a BFA so I have a fine arts degree as well but it was focused in graphic design so I have a bachelor of fine arts of graphic design and so I was just curious if you went more fine art, fine art, or if it no. you know, was designed. I wish. Yeah. I wish I was good at fine art. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people get into design and they say, I'd love to be creative, but I can't draw. And I'm like, you don't need to draw. You don't need to do anything. Exactly. Like if you want to be a graphic designer, you don't have to, you don't have to know how to draw. I tried yeah. telling my drawing class professors that, and they were like, like, no, everyone needs to learn how to draw. I was like, no no there's so many different (laughs) options what's something you wish you could tell yourself when you were first starting that no one knows what they're doing when they're first starting like everyone is learning like with any career like I said school can only teach you so much Mm -hmm. um I do wish school taught you more about short deadlines I feel like (laughs) in school I thought like a week deadline was super short and now my boss will be like you have until end of day today I'm like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so especially like in marketing and what I do there's just like super fast turnarounds and Mm -hmm. things like that that school can't really prepare you for so yeah i remember i had a test in a graphic design class where it was timed for like 30 minutes and they gave us a brand and a logo and they were like okay make an ad in 30 minutes for our (laughs) test 
And I was like, this is so unrealistic. Like, this is never going to happen where I'm only going to have 30 minutes. And then, like, working in, <laughs> as an in-house graphic designer, I was like, holy cow. The things that you have to do in such a short amount of time. It's yeah. so stressful. It is. I totally agree. So what's your favorite and your least favorite part about your job? My favorite part is, I mean, I love that I work with events right now because I'm creating everything to sell the tickets and get everything ready for it. And then I get the privilege of going to these events. And obviously the free food and free stuff is great. But yeah. it also is so cool to see like everyone come together and know that I had a part in it and see like posters and banners everywhere. Just seeing stuff out in the wild is really cool. Yeah. Um, least favorite, I would probably say timelines. Like it's just, mm. it's just hard, but. It's so hard to have the pressure to create something under a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it is, it really oh. is hard to be creative because I feel like you put your creative juices on the back burner and you just turn into this production kind of designer. Right. Right. So um, what do you do in that instance where you have to be creative? Do you just kind of powerhouse through it or do you have like tips and techniques that you kind of use to keep the creativity kind of flowing? what do you do to kind of replenish so you can go back the next day and keep being creative or also like how do you meet those deadlines and say okay I've got to get this done in you know x time how do you just like you know get the creativity rally I think well just outside of work my friend Julie that I started that drawn together challenge with Mm -hmm. um she is super creative as well and we have a lot of craft nights and, oh, um, and I, I think that sounds maybe a little cheesy sometimes oh, but like no. we so <laughs> we created this game and it's called pocket portraits and we have um we have a stack of portraits of random people we have found on google images or pinterest that have a super unique look so we have a stack of those. Then we have, because they're pocket portraits, we have these like little craft paper that we've cut. That's probably like two inches by one inch. And then we have a little spinner, a little like Wheel of Fortune type of spinner that we've created. We're such nerds that we spin and we have on there different ways to draw. So if it's blind contour, we can only use paint. We have to use our left our non-dominant hand. Um, oh my gosh things like that so we do that and then we pick one of those people to draw and then it just sometimes it turns out like super funny but then sometimes it's really cool and we give ourselves a time limit and so it like really like puts pressure on you to like really do your own style and it's just kind of cool to see like what comes out of it and I think that's a good way for at least me (laughs) I think I get so caught up in the rules and everything I need to be doing mm-hmm. and trying to determine what my style is but when you're timed and you're doing these weird styles I feel like your true style comes out and so I think it's just a super fun way for us to let loose be creative and get our creative juices going again and so that's definitely something we do that pretty often like that she actually is just, so cool <laughs> she actually just moved in like two doors down so it's like no oh, way. Art, art, art night like all the time and so 
I think that's something that we do. I do outside of work. I just try to do things that I normally wouldn't do to stay creative. Yeah. And then like at work, I really like looking at other people's stuff and what they're creating. But I also know that there's a danger to that because my my mind just will remember things not even mm-hmm. like I won't even be conscious of it. And I don't want it to influence everything I do. So I think even that little pocket portraits game that we do, it helps to remove all of that and do my own style. So that is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Not I'm like, maybe we need so to make these spinners for other people. I or know. Go, or, or, have a, a party. or just invite us over. <laughs> yes, <totally>. <laughs> Can <laughs> I come? <laughs> of course. I love it's that you just fun. get to go get together and play this game and you're <laughs> both so nerdy. artists no it's amazing <laughs> like yeah, how did that even fun. how did that even start did you just come up with it one day that you were gonna play this game yeah I think I mean <laughs> at our our job we were both illustrators so we would draw a lot but like in our meetings we'd always we were we were t- we were good employees, but we're also terrible employees of just during our meetings, we would doodle and play the little add-on game, slide over the paper, and then she would add more to the doodle. And we were just always creating things together. And I don't even... That is then so we, fun. Uh, we, I guess we just started challenging each other, like, hey, do a blind contour of this or draw with your left hand and or draw upside down. Like we do all these like crazy things. And sometimes I mostly she's an amazing illustrator and <laughs> like most of the times we'll just end up laughing so hard at what I've created but it's like super <laughs> fun and so do you feel like that kind of gives you it's like a reset button kind of gives yeah. you the creative energy you need to yes go back to work the next day totally and I also that feel like so fun. for my work I really like to create a creative space for me to be creative I have to have the right music playing I have to have my nerds or my snacks ready <laughs> and just have the perfect scenario for me to be creative and mm. I think that helps if I get my mindset yeah. ready to create then I can be more creative yeah you probably have like an amazing studio too don't you no I don't get it work <laughs> here in this guest room <laughs> So, but there's, I love your gallery wall. I know. There's oh, an amazing gallery you. wall behind you. Thank you. So what does an average day look like for you? I wake up at like 6.30, <laughs> start work at 7. And I have this awesome account manager that I work with at my firm. And she puts in everything that I – she prioritizes all my – to do's that's so nice it seriously is so nice um so she I just kind of like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Basecamp yeah um, but it's just like an assignment software and so I'll look at all my assignments and my to-dos and I just kind of get started creating she has my priorities for like the day and then I don't know about you guys but I love like a an actual checklist like there's something about like a tangible like, yeah crossing things off crossing things mm. off is so great like it's the best. so stupid but like even if I've like already done something for the day I'll write it down just so that I can cross it off <laughs> I do that too <laughs> okay good yesterday 
I had almost everything on my list crossed off for the first time and I don't know how long and it just it's made glorious. my whole day. Yeah. So she'll have my like daily to-dos and then I kind of like break it down on an actual list and just kind of like time-wise like break it down of what I need to be doing, mm-hmm. what time before noon or like before end of day and just kind of prioritize things that way. Then I kind of just start cranking and try to get as much done as I can. <laughs> so That's awesome. We talked about how you get back into the creative mindset after work, but you have a process getting motivated in the moment where you're supposed to be productive and creative so like at work. Like if you're stuck, if you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out a project and you're, you're kind of like stuck, how do you get unstuck? Yeah. I have another designer that I work with and a lot of times I really like collaborative spaces and so I'll work with him or I'll work with my creative director. At first I think when I started I felt like I was inferior or something if I asked for other people's opinions Mm -hmm. and so I just have learned that the more collaborative I am the like better I will design and Sometimes I do get in those ruts and I've been looking at something so long that I don't even realize that something is off or something simple that I could change that would make it better. And so it's nice to meet up with them and just kind of get their feedback and yeah, just asking for advice. And um, even if you don't work with other people, like I will often send things to my friends and be like, hey, like help me like this seems off and I can't put my finger on it like there's no reason you should be insecure about asking questions or asking for help yeah I think that was like something I struggled with when I first started yeah for sure yeah well it's interesting that you said the way that you kind of started was a baptism by fire right you were kind of thrown into it and um there have been situations in my life where I've been thrown into something or expected to know something And it is very intimidating to have to ask questions because then you're like illegitimizing yourself in your role. But that's not the truth. The truth is, is that people are far likely to like, they're far more likely to want to help you and be collaborative. And when you're not like, well, I know all the answers. It's more like, hey, I'd love to get your feedback on this. And then that trait of energy like keeps everyone going and it's just yeah I think a lot of people struggle with that so it's really it's nice to know that that's how you should do it (laughs) I mean not how you should but that's definitely what works for me so yeah well if that is something you're struggling with is being afraid to ask those questions just try (laughs) because it works out and I feel like even if you like don't know someone like if you admire someone on social media or something that you follow I've had other people reach out and be like what software to use or different things that it's like you can ask people questions they're not going to be mad at you or hopefully yeah. they're not mad at you so if you can be humble enough to ask it opens up so many doors to friendships and connections yeah. and also exactly you can both learn so much from each other Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, love I, love I, I appreciate hearing that. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever received? I had someone tell me, I mean, just in design in general, like I feel like it's easy to get offended when people say stuff, but like not to get offended and 
but also not just to quickly comply to what they say. Mm-hmm. Like so if a client, yeah, client or even like I'll have this situation with some of my coworkers. If they kind of like fight me on something, but if I believe that it truly is the best for the client or best for the situation, then at least fight for it. Not every time you're going to win, but you might as well fight for it and see if you can get your design, like how you want it. So, yeah. How do you find that balance between taking feedback and learning mm-hmm. from it, but also standing up for yourself? Because I feel like I go back and forth when I receive feedback to they don't know what they're talking about to like, <laughs> I will do exactly what they say. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like. It'll be interesting. I kind of like have to step back and be like, is this worth fighting for? Is is this like a small change that no one's going to notice but me? Or, I mean, I just had this situation with my boss actually. And I went, I really fought him, which he is my boss and I should not do that. (laughs) But at the same time, I felt like it was right. And then we presented it to the client and I was like, I'll present both options. And the client loved my options. So I'm like, yeah. But it's just like, you need to value their opinion, of course, and what they have to say, but also be like, okay, I totally agree with that. But hear me out. This is what I think. And this is why I think this, this is why I think it will benefit it. Yeah. So it comes down to communication. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel talking like through it. yeah talking through it don't just be brutal and just be like closed off like no that's not what I'm doing yeah um, sometimes it maybe isn't exactly what you wanted but you could compromise and meet in the middle somewhere so yeah that is great advice I think that's one thing that is really valuable about getting a formal education in design is being able to take the group criticism and then yeah. um, you kind of learn to piece out what should I change? What are they right about? Um, versus what can I stand up for? Exactly. And that is, if anyone ever asks me, hey, should I go to, to design school? I say, well, honestly, you can learn pretty much everything online. Like, there's no reason you need to go to school, but there are some things you learn, like working with other people and um, doing that criticism feedback. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to someone who has gotten most of their education online or has learned as they go, what do you think they would be able to take out of this as a way that they can kind of learn to take and give that feedback and criticism? How would they get that experience of yeah, getting like feedback and stuff like that? Or, um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do this on social media, but they could post options like, hey give me your feedback on this this and this and I feel like Instagram has been an awesome platform for designers and people like that that they can get feedback from other people Mm -hmm. Um, or if there's other people in your life that you know are designers or that they have a good eye like don't be afraid again to ask questions and have people review it and like honestly you could set up your own peer review like (laughs) that might be cheesy but just to get people to give you feedback on what you're creating you can have an art night yes and show <laughs> present what you're working on yes. get feedback <laughs> exactly yeah it can be really scary I know too that um if you're part of the local like Facebook group for designers or mm-hmm. something like that it's 
easy oh, yeah. but also scary to post your work it is. Yeah. and get their feedback I don't think I've ever done it outside I've of never school. done like, it because it's ever terrifying post into a group uh, <laughs> no. and have them critique my work I should do that I honestly should people um, love giving feedback and sharing their knowledge yeah <laughs> so you'll but get I feel like lots of feedback why it's better to like reach out to people that you look up to and yeah that you know are good designers because if you post and maybe that's the same with Instagram too. Like if you post on Facebook, like you, you don't know who this person is. They could be in their first mm-hmm. year of design or have like no design background and just be like criticizing everything you do. And so yeah. I feel like if you have someone that you can trust their design eye, then maybe go that route. Yeah. <laughs> that's such good advice too, because there's this quote that says, don't take advice from someone that you wouldn't trade places with like mm, interesting yeah. and another one too is like people who are doing you'll never be criticized by someone doing more than you if someone is yeah. higher up like they're not oh, gonna yeah. come down to you and be like you suck you're doing it wrong <laughs> like, yeah they're gonna be more willing to give that good <laughs> constructive feedback yeah. versus anyway so that's I, so true and it's so easy 100%. It's so much easier to point out, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that, Mm -hmm. than actually being constructive and saying, it might be good to try this, and saying what you could try differently. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot more energy and education and experience to be able to give that sort of feedback. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but do you have any projects you're excited about right now? Personal or otherwise? Yeah. Otherwise, I guess so. I don't use my sketchbook a ton. Um, I wish I did more of that, but I I've been sketching more, and I've been I guess this is more of like just a total personal project, but just kind of illustrating my feelings and um, kind of coming up with because I've suffered from depression and things like that. Mm-hmm. That it's a good outlet for me to kind of put a visual to the way I'm feeling. Or, Mm. um, and just kind of trying to break that down into what I'm feeling and how I can overcome things. And so I feel like that's been something I've been currently working on that has been kind of cool for me to just kind of work through some things. Um, and then work-wise, I, I do a lot for Mardi Gras um in St. Louis so St. Louis is the second biggest Mardi Gras in the country oh cool Um, and so that stuff really excites me and then the barbecue festivals it's really fun because I'm just working with these famous chefs and all this stuff and creating Mm -hmm. content for them to post and share and just kind of creating relationships with those people I think is like my favorite thing that's so cool so where do you see yourself in five years in your design and illustration career? Man, I, I'm very terrible at creating goals for myself <laughs> or like really envisioning like what I, where I'll be in five years. Like, but I feel like ideally it'd be awesome if I could be just working part-time at an agency and then the other... T- half just doing more freelance and more creative stuff of personal projects I would say cool we'll see we'll see where I'm at in five years <laughs> if you want to take a minute we'll give you 
the floor to talk about anything you have if you want to promote anything or just advice any last words anyone or (laughs) I feel like if I had any advice to give to people creatives that I would step away from what you're used to and what you do on the day-to-day and create something that's different and kind of train your mind to think in different ways and I think it will help you in the long run with your actual design or whatever you're currently creating and yeah just be inspired by other people but be careful and create your own style and do stuff to discover like you and what your style you want it to be do you have any advice on finding your style I mean yeah I would do the same thing that I mean I do with my friend like create a game create a friend or not create a friend have a friend that you can (laughs) um, create with and that you can kind of think out of the box and just kind of have fun with it I feel like design can get so rigid and Mm -hmm. you're following all these guidelines and you have to stick within the same colors the same fonts all this stuff like break away do your own thing and just kind of have fun with it and or just even create an artboard and don't look at anything like don't look at any inspiration and just start creating and see what you can come up with um I love that I love that (laughs) I feel so inspired right now oh let's have an art night let's Let's do it it. (laughs) I would love that I would love that I'd be very intimidated but I would, Me oh, too. Don't, 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 once you see my stuff, you'll be like, oh, never mind. Never. <laughs> <laughs> my friend is, ama- is amazing, so I wouldn't show you her stuff. But um, <laughs> you'd be very welcome. That's awesome. Yeah. If you ever want to invite us, we'd 100% come. So just going to invite ourselves to your stuff night. We love that. Well, thank you Natalie, so thank much, you so Natalie. Much. This is yeah, so thank fun. Thank you, guys. This is awesome. Your podcast is amazing and I'm super excited about it. Oh, thank you. Where can we find you? You can find me at Natalie Cooper and it's N-A-T-A-L-E-E-C-O-O-P-E-R on Instagram and then Designs by Nat on Etsy. Um, Or you can go to my Instagram and it's in the link in my bio. So, yeah. (laughs) You guys can't tell. I'm a big fan of Natalie's and I'll Bet you are too after listening to that. She's just the coolest. Our review this week is from Reeb, Rebe, I think it's short for Rebecca, R-E-B-E underscore B. It says, this podcast is a great listen, uplifting, lighthearted, and full of great nuggets of wisdom. I can't wait for more episodes. Keep them coming. Thank you so much for that review. DM me on Instagram and I'll get you some goodies. Thank you for listening. If today's episode resonated with you, let us know by tagging us on Instagram. Maybe share a screenshot of the episode and of course, write us a review, rate and subscribe. We hope you feel uplifted, inspired, and encouraged to go for it. To stay up to date on all things Design Beat, you can visit us at designbeatpodcast.com and join our mailing list there. You can also follow us on Instagram at Design Beat Podcast. See you there.